Greetings and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time. I pray that I find you in good spirits. But if for some reason you're not, I believe the Lord has given me a word to share with you. So today I want to speak to you from the thought of the enemy's unseen twins, chains of stress and anxiety. So let's dive right in. Our main scripture can be found in Psalms 35, 1 through 10 of the book, and it reads as follows. O Lord, oppose those who oppose me. Declare war on those who are attacking me. Put on your armor and take up your shield. Prepare for battle and come to my aid. Lift up your spear and javelin and block the way of the enemy. Let me hear you say, I am your salvation. Humiliate and disgrace those trying to kill me. Turn them back in confusion. Blow them away like chaff in the wind. A wind sent by the angel of the Lord. Make their path dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. Although I did them no wrong, they laid a trap for me. Although I did them no wrong, they dug a pit for me. So let sudden ruin overtake them. Let them be caught in the snares they set for me. Let them fall to destruction in the pit they dug for me. Then I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be glad he rescues me. I will praise him from the bottom of my heart. Psalms 35, 1 through 10 from the book. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. In the opening text, we see the writer of the text, David, a man after God's own heart, is going through an attack that is causing him some problems in his life. And just based on the text, he appears to be overwhelmed, as well as distraught by the situation he finds himself in and experiencing. Through this scripture, we can see that none of us are immune to difficult situations, ones that can raise our concern levels to a heightened state. I want you to understand that the writer of this text, David, the same David that wrestled with lions and bears, the same David that killed the mighty Goliath, defeated armies and handpicked by God, anointed by the prophet Samuel to become king, the mighty warrior David, the man after God's own heart has found himself in a situation that has become overwhelming to him. And now he's crying out to God, seeking help. It's not uncommon for all of us at one time or another to have trouble and uncertainty in our lives. It's also very common that everyone experiences stress and anxiety at some point. And that's the place we find David stressed and anxious, a place where you may find yourself at times, a place where there's opposition, attacks, feeling wronged, and everything seems to be falling apart around you. That's the place where the unseen twins of stress and anxiety has infiltrated your life. It is not uncommon for us to have trouble and hard times in our life. That is part of the Christian journey. But the infiltration of the two unseen twins of stress and anxiety does not have to be apart. And although we often see the two linked together, they are very different in nature. With stress being a response to a threat in a situation, whereas anxiety is a reaction to the stress. While there are definite overlappings between stress and anxiety, David Spiegel, of Stanford University's Associate Chair of Psychiatry and Behavioral Science, says that ultimately the two emotions come from two different places. 
With stress, we know what's worrying us. But with anxiety, you become less aware of what you're anxious about in the moment. And the reaction becomes the problem. Feeling anxious about being anxious. So today, if you don't mind, let's take a look at these evil twins of captivity. These twins are the very ones that keep many people in captivity and prisoned within their own bodies and minds. In the scripture, we see King David in the midst of a battle with the two of them. And that takes us to point one, the evil twin of stress. As defined earlier, stress originates from a situation or circumstance that one finds themselves in that appears to be overwhelming or poses too much for a person to handle or bear. Remember, God promised you that he would never give you more than you can bear or handle. Therefore, if you are in a situation that you cannot bear or feel you can handle, we know that it is not from God. And if he has allowed it, that means you can bear and handle it without stress. So we can come to the understanding that the chain of stress is not from God. Therefore, we can know for certain that it is one of the tools that the enemy uses against us. So one of the chains that the enemy uses on you is a chain of stress. It is one of the evil chains that handcuffs many Christians. Understand stress is a tool, trick, and scheme of the enemy. Allow me to give you three words. Doubt, distract, and depress. These are three key elements to stress. And the enemy is a master at using them against you. He makes you doubt things will work out. Distract your attention from God and onto the issue you see in front of you. Even though the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And he depresses your thought of what God's word has promised you in your time of need. For those who have forgotten, please allow me to remind you. Scripture says, and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. That's what my Bible reminds me of. And if you have not torn out your page, yours says the exact same thing. And let me share something really quickly with you. When he says all your needs, he means just that. All your needs. Need financial help? He supplies. Need a counselor? He supplies. You need a friend? He supplies. Whatever you stand in need of, you need rescuing, delivering, assistance, help, peace, rest, protection, provision, companionship, all that you need, he shall supply. In the text, David has a need. He's found himself in a stressful situation. But if you don't mind, I'm going to stop right there. We will pick this up next time we're together. So until then, be blessed. David has a need. He finds himself in a stressful situation. To put the text in context, King Saul is pursuing a hunting David. 1 Samuel 1 and 24. So David is stressed about all that is taking place and the situation he finds himself in. Being hunted by King Saul 
and his men, feeling surrounded by the enemy, being attacked and traps being set for him. A stressful situation for David, one that would cause you and me stress too. And through the text, we can see that it is affecting David. Have you ever noticed once you allow stress into your life, it consumes your thoughts and it doesn't allow you to have clarity in your thought process. Everything is sped up, seems overwhelming, and the what ifs begin to seep in. And by evil design, the what ifs are always the worst case scenario. What if I can't pay this bill? What if the kids aren't okay? What if I lose my job? What if my spouse is cheating? Add your own what if. And the what ifs consumes your thoughts and takes your thoughts away from God and all he has done for you before. David is in that place. What if they overtake me? What if they've dug a pit for me? What if they have set up traps for me? Understand God does not work in what ifs. He works in truths and absolutes. He would not allow if he did not think you could bear. It is our own thoughts and the stress that the enemy brings to you that makes you believe that the stress is necessary. In the text, the what ifs has consumed David's mind and his thoughts have been removed from God and onto the situation. That's by design from the enemy. He wants to take your thoughts away from God and all God has done for you. It only wants you to focus on the current situation you find yourself in. And it's always the worst you've ever encountered as the enemy wants you to believe. Thus, he brings stress upon you. David finds himself in that situation and his thoughts are consumed on what's happening to him at the present moment. Stress makes you think of the here and now. It doesn't allow you to think of much else. If we took a look at David's case, all we have to do is look back in the Bible a few books, back to First and Second Samuel to see all that God had just finished doing for David. Remember, God had done great things for, to, and through David just a few books prior to us reading this. Remember, overcoming the bears and lions, defeating Goliath, killing thousands. All could have been stressful situations, but God came through for David, giving him victory in each case. But now we hear him stressed and calling out to God over the situation that lies in front of him. But ask yourself, if he protected you then, David, then what makes you think he won't protect you now? If he rescued you then, he will rescue you now. If he saved you then, he will save you now. My grandmother and mother used to say it like this. He didn't bring you this far to leave you now, to allow you to die now before you reach your promise. If he wanted you to die, he would have left you in your Egypt, in your captivity. If he wanted David dead, he would have allowed the bears, the lions, Goliath, or the thousands that David killed to kill him. God had delivered David through all those situations and set him free, free from what could have killed him back then. But understand, he did not set David free. He did not set you free for you to allow stress to chain you back up. 
David is in a stressful state of mind. And many of you may be in that same place right now. Understand you or David are not there by chance. The situation you find yourself in right now has been brought or allowed in your life for a reason. Brought by the enemy, but allowed by God. God allows situations to come into the lives of believers to grow your faith, for you to focus on him, to take you to a higher level in your faith and get you closer to him. Not to bring stress, but to grow your faith. And yes, you did hear me correctly. I said aloud. Do you recall the story of Job when Satan came to God and God asked Satan about Job and Satan responded, Job serves you because all you have done for him. And God gave the enemy permission to touch Job's stuff, but not the man. Read about the situation that Job found himself in, in Job 1 and 2. The enemy was allowed to touch Job's life, but only because God gave him permission. And God said, you can touch this, but don't touch the man. Can I ask you this? Could God be doing the same thing with you? Allowing the enemy to touch your stuff, but not to touch you. But through your stressing, you are allowing the enemy to touch you, the person. In that text, several times the enemy came back to God and God allowed him to touch the life of Job. And understand, everything that happened to Job, God allowed Satan to do it. Please read the story and you will see and understand Satan desires to bring the situations into your life as he did in Job's life and in the text in David's life. But understand, if it's there, it's because God allowed it. Satan has to get permission. Satan desires to bring the situation into your life as he did Job's life. And David, as we're talking about, for an entirely different reason than God. Satan's reasons are to bring doubt, to distract, to depress and to bring stress in your life. Don't you know that stress is in direct contrast with faith? Your stressing tells God your situation is bigger than he is. But your faith reminds the devil that your God is willing, able, bigger, and more powerful than any situation he can bring in your life. Situations always come forth for a reason. Grow your faith. Bring you closer to God to focus more on God, or the opposite is allow the enemy to make it into stress. Unfortunately, most of the time, people allow situations that come into their lives to bring stress as opposed to growing their faith. When a situation comes into your life, each one of us has a choice to make as it pertains to stress or no stress in our life. We can either entertain the enemy or listen to God. Listen to his lies a trust God's truth. We can allow ourselves to be overtaken by a defeated foe or hold on to a risen savior. You have a choice to make. Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to trust in this situation that brings about stress in your life? God or the enemy? The enemy adds stress. God takes it away. The enemy knows that stress keeps your thoughts preoccupied on the situation and will keep you from being, doing, and becoming the best you can become in Christ. Please remember, stress is a tool of the enemy, a tool that comes to distract you, bring doubt, and comes to depress you. But know this important point. God never allows situations into your life 
to bring stress upon you, but quite the contrary, to grow you and to show you that he loves you. Think about in the text, who's in a situation that's stressful? It's David, a man after God's own heart. And we know that God loves him. God chose him. And at some point, David would become king. The situation David finds himself in came to grow David, not to stress David. The enemy brought the stress. God was bringing growth. I'm going to stop right there. Next time we get together, we'll talk about the second twin. Until then, be blessed. Know that God loves you, and he doesn't allow anything in your life to bring you stress, but he brings it to grow you. Amen? Hello and good day. I am back again, and oh, am I so happy to be able to continue the series, The Enemy's Unseen Twins, Chains of Stress and Anxiety. Last we spoke, we spoke about the stress that David found himself in. If you recall, stress is a tool of the enemy that comes to distract, bring doubt, and comes to depress you. But no, God never allows a situation to your life to stress you, but actually to grow and show his love towards you. Today, we want to move into talking about the other twin, which takes us to point two, chains of anxiety. I call them twins on purpose because remember, stress is a response to a threat in a situation. So stress allows you to know what the situation is and its twin is the eternal disruptor of the two. Anxiety interferes with your sleep, disrupts your concentration, and hinders your productivity. That's why we call it the internal disruptor of the two. With stress, again, you know the situation. Anxiety, you don't. Spiegel says anxiety is the reaction to stress. With anxiety, you become less aware of what you're anxious about in that moment. Doesn't that sound like David in the moment he finds himself in, in our main scripture? And maybe some of you are in the same place. Understand anxiety is that twin that is silent, the internal attacker of you. It is the enemy's secret weapon that sometimes can go undetected while attacking you internally. Just as God speaks of stress in the Bible, the Bible also speaks of anxiety. So for God to speak about them, means he is aware of them. He knew they would be something the enemy would use to attack his people. Don't you know, nothing catches God off guard. Scripture says it like this, cast all your anxieties on me because I care for you. First Peter 5 and 7. That's an interesting word, cast. I'm no fisherman, but when a fisherman casts their lines out, they're throwing the line away from themselves and into the water. And when I search the Bible, the word cast appears at least 25 times in the Bible. And many times it's referring to casting out demons. The other time that it is used is when Jesus asked the disciples to cast out their nets. When God speaks to you about anxiety, he says, cast all your anxieties on me. He uses the word cast when he refers to anxiety as he did when he says casting out demons. As I said earlier, anxiety is the internal of the twins. They attack your mind, body, and spirit. What is a demon attack? Casting out demons, making demons leave the person that they are residing in. With the Bible saying cast, 
the anxiety it is showing you and telling you anxiety is a demon or a spirit from the enemy. Therefore, I believe anxiety needs to be cast out just as Jesus cast out the demons that call themselves legions who were in the man that was found in a cemetery cutting himself. We find that account of Jesus casting out demons in Mark chapter 5. So I ask you, what type of anxiety must this man have had that had him living in a cemetery away from his family and cutting himself with stones? But you know, I'm reminded of a scripture in the Bible that further illustrates this point. This man is not alone and no one is immune from the attacks of the evil demonic spirit of anxiety. And the scripture reads as follows. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Mark 14, 34 and also Matthew 26, 38. Do you understand this is Jesus talking here? What kind of anxiety do you think he was feeling? And what type of power does anxiety have if it's making Jesus feel this way? This is Jesus speaking in the garden of Gethsemane. Do you remember the three disciples going to the garden with him? They couldn't stay awake while he went off and prayed. Remember, we said anxiety interferes with your sleep, disrupts your concentration, hinders your productivity, and is a silent internal attacker of you. We find Jesus in the garden, overwhelmed, not able to sleep, so he goes to a place to pray. Was he experiencing the same anxiety David was feeling, that you may be feeling, that many Christians feel? The question is, why was Jesus up so early and feeling so overwhelmed? He was worried and feeling anxiety about something in his life. It was a situation that was about to take place. The situation was causing stress and the stress was causing the anxiety Jesus was experiencing. Please listen to me. This is vitally important. The situation was causing the stress. The stress was causing the anxiety and the two of them had brought so much sorrow to Jesus that he said he was overwhelmed to the point of death. These two evil twins are dangerous and powerful. They can be crippling to the mind, disabling to your spirit, and detrimental to your body, and also your health. Do you see how they had Jesus feeling? Do you remember how they had David feeling in our opening text? I believe these are two of the most powerful tools and demons the enemy has in his toolbox and at his disposal to use against God's people and should not be taken lightly. If you don't mind, let me add this. The Bible says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's 1 Peter 5 and 8. I believe these are two of the demons or tools that the enemy sends out prowling around looking for someone to devour. But just as the enemy is a defeated foe, so can these two be. Understand, God did not intend for Christians to spend their days preoccupied with anxiety or worry and fear. Because scripture says, we do not have a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and self-discipline. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. In that scripture, we did not hear anything about anxiety or fear, worry or stress. But we were given the spirit of love and power and self-discipline. Power over both of these twins, anxiety and stress. Because we have the victory in Christ Jesus. And the devil and his twins are defeated foes. So now we see stress and anxiety, they are real. But we serve a God that is all powerful, truthful, and faithful 
to all his promises. And he has promised us victory over any foe. So let's see how God says you can defeat him. But I'm going to stop right here until we meet again to get to point three on how to deal with these two evil twins, stress and anxiety. But until then, remember, we have the victory in Jesus, and this one is going to be no different. Stay focused, stay on your knees in prayer, and know God will answer each and every one of them. Until then, be blessed. Good day, and I'm back. To finish the series, The Enemy's Evil Twins, The Chains of Stress and Anxiety. Let's recap. Point one was chains of stress and how it comes to bring doubt, distract you, and depress you. And the enemy is a master at using them against you. He makes you doubt things will work out. Distract your attention from God and onto the issue in front of you as well as depresses your thoughts of what God's word has promised you in your time of need. Point two was the anxiety twin. This twin comes to interfere with your sleep, disrupt your concentration, and hinders your productivity. It's the internal disruptor of the two twins. Remember, with stress, you know what the situation is. Anxiety, you don't. Anxiety is the reaction to the stress. So now that we've recapped, let's move forward to point three, and it's entitled Defeating the Twins. As we recall, Jesus was overwhelmed to the point of death. We remember what David went through in our opening scripture. Allow me to say this. We see that no one is immune from the attack of these two evil twins coming into their lives. Why do I say that? Because in point two, we see anxiety of David and of our loving Savior, Jesus. So we know that these twin chains of evil are real and are still attacking God's children today as we speak. You know, I've spoken to people who live their daily lives under constant attack from these two evil twins. So the question now is, how do we defeat the evil twins of stress and anxiety? Can I say that God has given you a battle plan as well as a blueprint to victory over them? But it's going to take you being vigilant in your pursuit of God's word, you listening to God's word, you believing God's word, and you stepping out in faith. And he will give you victory as well as the battle strategy and the blueprint to defeating them both. Do you know the Bible is an instruction manual of how to live your life and have victory over the enemy? Just like their commanding officer and chief, the devil, who is a defeated foe, so are they. I know many will say that's easy for me to say that they can be defeated. Well, I'm not the only one who's saying it. These words are coming from almighty God. So let's take a moment and look at what he says about stress first. Do you know the word fear not, which can be translated to don't worry or don't stress appears in the Bible 365 times. One don't stress for each day of the year. A reminder that he is there with you and for you every day to help you in any and all situations that may cause you stress. Can I say this? If you would get up every morning and start your day in the morning with prayer to God, understand God will whisper in your ear, don't stress, don't fear. I have you today. You know, I talk to my kids every morning and I always tell them I love you and have a good day. 
It's something I feel compelled to do. And if I don't, something is missing in my day. I want them to know that I love them and I'm thinking about them on a daily basis. So I speak to them to let them know. If I don't, I feel that I've forgotten something. Well, your father in heaven feels the same way when you miss praying to him in the mornings. He wants to be able to say to you, I love you and don't stress. I have you today. Are you missing that morning message because you are missing your morning prayer? Believe me, the evil twins aren't missing their assignments for the morning, and that's to attack you. But no one understand. They can be defeated by an early morning prayer to your father and getting a reassurance from his word that he's with you. He says, I'll never leave nor forsake you. That's his promise to you. What's your prayer to him in the morning? That's a blueprint to defeating the first one. Now, here's the battle plan to defeating the second one. Remember Jesus when filled with anxiety, overwhelmed to the point of death. What did he do? He went out and prayed. Remember his prayer. My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then his next prayer was, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away from me, unless I drink of it, may your will be done. If we look closely at what Jesus did and said, he went out and prayed and he presented his request to the father. In the text, it said anxiety was upon him and he prayed and made his request known to God what he needed and desired God to do. If Christians are willing to read and seek God's word, the blueprint and battle plan is right there. Victory is right in your hands. If we would pick up and just read what God is saying to his people. Many will ask, what is he talking about? Listen to this. The Bible says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. What did Jesus do? He prayed and presented his request to God and said exactly what he wanted to happen. Blueprint and battle plan. And Jesus followed it to a T. Jesus prayed and he made his request known. And once he made it known, a peace came over him. And when he returned to the disciples, he was at peace and the anxiety was gone. How do I know it was gone? Because in the next passage, when they came to arrest him, his words to them were, friends, Do what you came for. No more anxiety. It had been cast out. The common thread in defeating the twins is prayer. Whether it's a long prayer, as we witness with Jesus going back three times to pray to relieve the anxiety. If that's what it takes, you have to do what it takes. And if it's being in prayer all day with God to defeat the twins and give you peace, then you do it. Or if it's a few words, God help me. In the situation, can I say this to you? When you go to God in prayer and cast your stress and anxieties on God, you are casting them from your shoulders onto his, from your mind to his mind, from your spirit to his. Understand God knew that you would experience and encounter stressful and anxious situations. A momentary prayer in a difficult time can ease it all. I call it the quieting of your mind and spirit in order to block out everything so you can focus on one thing that can bring you peace. David did it, and so did Jesus. Why don't you? The enemy wants you to see the storm, the storm of stress and the storm of anxiety. 
but God tells the storms in your life. Peace, be still. The enemy wants you to only see the valley, but God has promised you a mountaintop. The enemy wants you to see defeat, but God has already promised you victory. The enemy wants you to see and focus on the situation, but God needs, wants, and desires you to focus on him in your situation. God needs you to see him. He is the solution to all that bothers you. When we look at the text, verses 1 through 8, David saw the enemy and he saw a situation. But when David finally looked and focused his attention on God, he spoke these words. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be glad because he rescues me. I will praise him from the bottom of my heart. Lord, who can compare to you? Who else rescues the weak, the weak and helpless from the strong? Who else protects the poor and needy from those who want to rob them? When he stopped staring at his situation and focused on God, he was able to see and know that God would rescue him from his situation. As he will yours too. God sent me to tell you, stress not and do not be anxious. I am still in control and the enemy that's opposing you is a defeated foe. So if you follow the blueprint and the battle plan that Jesus showed in the Garden of Gethsemane and what David just showed just now in the scripture, understand you have the victory in Christ Jesus and over any demon that the devil can throw your way. So fear not and don't be anxious about anything but everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. You have the blueprint. You have the battle plan. Go in prayer and put your petition in front of God. Cast anxiety, cast stress on God, and he will give you peace. And allow me to leave you with this. The enemies you see today, you will never see again. Exodus 14 and 30. Amen. I pray that something I said will help you defeat the evil twins of stress and anxiety and break the chains that they try to put you in. Amen. As always, we hope you enjoyed today's message. We welcome your feedback. And if you were blessed by the message, please feel free to pass our podcast information on to both friends and family. We pray that you have an awesomely blessed day and we thank you again for allowing us to share a word of God with you. To God be the glory. Amen. AAJ Pod, where the passion for Christ meets the purpose of Christ.